Hey, fanboy nation. This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching. Fanboy. 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 A fanboy, etc. Fanboy nation. Dot. I assume Tom. Today, I am speaking with my second favorite Italian Canadian who you've seen on Mad TV, United We Fall, Mom, you've heard him on F is for Family. And today we're talking about the movie Henchman. Will Sasso, how are you today? Good. How are you doing? Just I'm curious, good. who's your who's your first favorite Italian Canadian? Mauro Ranallo, because I've known Mauro oh for my a few years. Oh my God. So. You have? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love Mauro Ranallo. He's 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 a favorite uh, Italian-Canadian of mine, hailing from, if I'm not mistaken, Abbotsford, British Columbia, or Aldergrove? It's one or the other, but I know he's from BC, and the guy's amazing. Yeah, so. yeah he's, I'm a, I like to say I'm a Mauro Ronaldo guy. <laughs> Anytime Mauro can call somebody a, tragli- a troglodyte in the middle of a, of a uh, fight, I think it's uh, worth mentioning. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, mama mia to him. <laughs> So, man, I mean, you've done some amazing impressions. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the best Lance Bass impression ever. The only yeah. Lance Bass impression ever. Well, you know, we don't know if that's the only one, but it's the most famous one for sure. I'm sure other people have made fun of Lance. Yeah. You know, um, you know, did Lance ever get mad at you for that, by the way? No. We, oh, okay. And we met a couple times. Couldn't have been sweeter about the whole thing, as bewildering as it must have been for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic, man. Well, you, Alex Borstein, and Phil Lamar, and Dave Herman, all Mad TV alum that are now doing a lot of voiceover work. And here in Henchman, you're playing the gluttonator and the union boss. Um, it's got to be a little difficult when you do animation because this was filmed like two years ago, almost two and a half years ago. And now it's finally being released. Yeah, yeah. You you tend to forget what you did, uh, but I had a chance to check it out, so there's that. And and uh yeah, it's always it's always an interesting process and of course very different from uh live action. Um I referred to the movie as kind of like a mix between Mega Mind and Big Hero Six. It was just that level of fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh when cool. you go back and revisit something like this. You know, what's it like when you get to see the final product? It, I mean, it's, it's always mind blowing because you're just sitting in a room, you know, talking to yourself over and over again and, and trying to hit it. And you think you're, you, you know, you, you have an idea of what it may look like and, and, uh, how, you know, of course, how you want to sound and just making sure you're, you're, you're hitting uh, everything that you're, that you'd like to, that you're being expected to, that, uh, is, is best for the project. And then you see it and it's, yeah, it, I, I, I never, I, you know, I never get it when I'm yeah. checking out animation, how, how weird that process is. Well, you got to play the character of the gluttonator who has the most interesting plan to take over the world. Um, you know, when you get presented with something like that and you're like, okay, this either the concept's funny or it's weird, but you can make it work. It was really funny, but like, what's your reaction when you get to see not only the script based on the character and then the final product of what he looks like? <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure, I think I saw, I did see some concept art before I recorded, which really helped me, you know, choose a voice along with Woodsy and, and, uh, figure out which direction, uh, we, we want the character to go in. And then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, once you when you're when you're reading it, it's bizarre. 
to me, the more bizarre, the better. So uh, a, a, a superhero villain who's weaponizing cheese sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> it's it, it's semi-autobiographical, I guess, uh, in that sense. I've weaponized cheese many times, and I'm not even lactose intolerant. Wow. Well, you know, you have lost 200 pounds at one point, so congratulations on that. And, you know, weaponizing cheese could have been terrible for you back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure if I'd have moved on to, if I'd, have, if I'd have added some brie to my, or any sort of, you know, double cream English cheese to my, uh, to my cheese arsenal back in the day, that would have, that, that would have hindered me from losing a couple hundred pounds years and years ago as it was. But the good news is I've gained plenty of it back and then yo-yoed back and forth trying to dare my heart, dare it. <laughs> To, uh, to, to fucking, to, whoops, I swore, to, right. to, to, to push through li- literally the cheese that I've, that I've ingested. <laughs> well, just pretend I'm Bobby Lee and let it all out. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's that Northern Italian diet, man. It's all cheeses and creams and everything else going on for you. So <clears throat> yeah, I'm, and I'm, uh, I have no excuse because I'm Southern Italian where it's a lot of vegetables and some, uh, <laughs> You know, some clean carbs, some clean carbs. But, uh, yeah, I still, uh, yeah, I truly have no excuse. My, my mother and father were always pretty svelte, tiny people. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, again, it's, it's, it makes the role of the gluttonator even more important that I, that I do that this inner battle with cheese as <laughs> good or bad, you know, evil or, or heroic. It is, it is ever present in my mind. And I was thinking about cheese. As soon as I woke up this morning, not knowing that we'd have this conversation. <laughs> well, if we're going to do it one way or the other. See, I'm trying to like throw you a bone going, oh, he's Northern Italian. It's all creams and cheeses and heavy pastas and whatever else. Like, not from the South, all vegetables. I was like, yeah, work with me here, still, man. I'm sorry. It's my fault. What I'm trying <laughs> to say is the cheese is my fault. Now look at Moro. I mean, he's, and he doesn't, he's not even getting into any of the many rings that he sits outside of uh, providing the the best play-by-play commentary in in all of mixed martial arts and uh pro wrestling i don't call it sports entertainment uh and and he's still keeping fit uh even with i would imagine a huge amount of cheese because when you're on the road they put cheese on everything um so yeah perhaps the pandemic is is a chance for him to Stay at home and not eat cheese. Whoops. Nope. There's way more cheese at home. <laughs> well, man, take me through the process for the film. Cause I know you said you saw a concept art, uh, of the gluttonator. I know that, um, you know, the, the story was presented to you at one point and then you got to go in and you work with uh, Adam Wood and, and then Jay Waxman. Um, you know, how do they like try to get you to like, well, for lack of better words, and unfortunately it's going to be a pun, cheese it up. <laughs> that, yeah, I don't, I, I guess I don't require too much prodding there. I mean, I, once you see the art and, and, and I've known, I've known Adam a long time. So once he started telling me about it, I was like, I was like, Oh, okay. What, I mean, whatever you need, you know? So yeah, but it is always, it is always weird because with animation, you know, a lot of times you go in there and uh they'll just be like no just do your voice like we don't need anything and then other times it's like well they're doing their regular voice but we need you to do something silly um so and again i, I think in my position is just as an actor you're just i mean you're completely clueless you're like what what's this going to cuz you have no 
I mean, you can have some vision, but uh, you're never going to have the vision that, uh, that people in, uh, control of an animated project are going to have. They're, they're going to know exactly what that's going to look, look like. And you better listen to them or else you're going to come off like an idiot, uh, doing the wrong voice. Well, I think the two, the, you and Rob Riggle were the only two that really had to change your voices for this. I mean, uh, Nathan Fillion right. was just Nathan Fillion and well, Bobcat was doing his Bobcat voice, but. I've heard, I've yeah. talked to Bob doing his, you know, being himself naturally and like it's total night and day. So, but yeah, you know, it was still a lot of fun listening to you guys. And you know, when the union boss turns on the henchman as well, that that's gotta be entertaining. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. He's got a mustache, which <laughs> makes him, I'm already like, what's this guy? He's got a mustache and a gruff voice. Is he a goodie or a baddie? So spoiler alert. Well, they can figure it out, but I love the concept of this film altogether. I mean, it's henchmen for a super villain that decides to go so off kilter that the villain, that the, that the villains now have to stop him and actually become kind of anti-heroes. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I'm not going to, yeah, it's, uh, it's in the trailer. So that's what we can talk about. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that. I'm actually thinking. It's thematically something that happens a lot in real life, uh, perhaps more lately. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It, the balance of, uh, of good and evil and who has that, you know, that when you have that Ebenezer Scrooge moment, <laughs> where you're like, what day is it? Right. And I guess that's where Hank, uh, goes, you know? Right. And then Alfred Molina is just uh, an amazing villain in everything. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, not without my daughter, he was definitely a villain in that one, but you know, Dr. Octopus and Spider-Man and now this and so much, so yeah. many other things that like, yeah. when, when you see the cast list that you're working with on this, you know, especially somebody like, like Alfred, like how much does that, that finally make you feel justified in going into acting? Cause you know, you have Mediterranean parents. I have Mediterranean parents. They all wanted us to be like doctors, lawyers, engineers, you know, something of value. And right. here I am talking about cartoons and here you are working in cartoons. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I, I feel like I do just sort of out of, um, out of admiration and respect when I, when I see someone who I'm a fan of, Alfred Molina is definitely, definitely that. Uh, yeah, it's always, it's always a kick and, and, uh, and, um, and my, my sweet little Italian parents emigrated from Italy to, uh, Canada in, in the late 1960s. So it, 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 you know, my mom would, you know, if you tell her good news about work or she's asking, she would always just follow it up with that. Ah, that's nice. Did you eat? <laughs> so, 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 you know, it's not, it's, it, which is wonderful because I'm very fortunate that, that, you know, that, that, that I do have, uh, that I've had folks that have, that have, that, you know, just kind of look at, are you happy doing what you're doing? Are you able to do it? Of course, they're super worried. You know, as a young guy, I move off to LA and all that stuff. So completely, yeah, I, I gotta, actually, you're reminding me to be, you know, uh, cool to myself in that, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I love Alfred Molina. I'm in something with him. I'll check that box. Exactly. You know, you've, you've done some really cool stuff, man. And since your parents are Italian immigrants on, on top of this, uh, when you get to do an animated feature and then you find out it's going to be dubbed into Italian, do you do the Italian dub yourself or do they actually bring in somebody that was born in Italy to do it? Oh, no, I've never done any, uh, redubbing in Italian. I would like to. My, 
my Italian kind of sucks. It's more the Neapolitan dialect, mm-hmm. which I'm, you know, I, I can carry on a conversation there, but, but, uh, mo- it's mostly swear words. And, uh, I mean, I would love to, man, I would love to redub something into Italian, but I look forward to hearing, uh, whatever, uh, whomever lays down. Hopefully their name is Guillermo. See what happens when you spend all your time with grandpa. All the swear words yeah. got to come out, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it seems like you're still having fun. You know, we heard about the Three Stooges sequel that's uh, that's been announced. So congratulations on that. You got Boston. Not Level. happening. Not happening? No, it, it was never happening. I don't know why that's been on IMDb forever. I don't know. It's because, we, you know, it's weird because we it's not the only place we heard that it was happening. So Yeah, it's so, it's so bizarre. I think that the people behind the... The folks that have the, the, you know, the rights to all the Stooges stuff who do, you know, have done a wonderful job keeping the, the, the Stooges out there in popular media for decades now. Um, yeah, they just probably got to pull that down off IMDb or not. It's fine. I'll just, we'll just, uh, every time I hear it, I'll be like, no, it's not happening, which is also <laughs> I, fine. Until you get the green light and they're like, see, Will Sasso lied to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be yeah. my fault. Um, but yeah, like the delayed gratification thing. Um, do you find it more difficult when it's animation? Because, you know, you have to stand in this like eight inch window from where the mic is. But on top of that, you have to do all the sophistication to go along with it, whether the character is running or grunting or throwing something or whatever else to keep that position while physically uh, in the moment. Yeah, it's it's harder to know. Yeah, it's just harder to know what what this is going to look like if it's going to work because uh, yeah when you're doing something live action you immediately you have that immediacy of this is working or it's not working or the the absolute best is we think this is working but it's not working that's a fun surprise um and yeah it's always a surprise with animation uh, when you get to do animation and then, you know, little, little kids, either your own or nieces or nephews, what's their reaction to it? Is it like, oh, it's just dad or uncle will, or is it just right. like, oh, cool. We really wanted to see this cartoon and now it's a bonus because you're in it. I, you know, I, and I don't have children of my own, but my, my nieces and my nephew are all, they're all older, but I'm trying to think back. Yeah. I don't know that they've ever, it's like, that, I mean, they kind of move on, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, it's you. No, it isn't. And then they just, uh, and then they just keep rolling. Yeah. See, I blame John DiMaggio for his documentary. Uh, I know that voice because oh. I've interviewed now you, which I'm thrilled with. So that, that's a check mark for me. And then so many other voice Cheers. actors. And now that I know what you guys look like and then I can figure out which voice is yours, it kind of takes me out of the cartoons like, Oh, that, that's so and so, you know, yeah. I know who that is. Like, you know, it took the fun out of it for a little while, but at least it's yeah. it's more enjoy, enjoyable on this side now trying to figure out who it was. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, I don't know if DiMaggio has kids, but if he does, I'm sure they're sick and tired of his Futurama <laughs> shit. You know, like, Give it a rest, dad. I've seen it all. Right. Yeah. And, and it's coming back for a ninth time. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was Maurice LaMarche that to, that told me he's like, hopefully we'll win another Emmy and they get canceled again so they can bring us back. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. Which anytime I work in animation, I'm always anticipating 
that there's a large chance that the thing could go absolutely nowhere, meaning it could never even be seen. Right. So even just things, and of course I had every faith in this coming out, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've been a part of projects where you do, you, you lay down all this animation. I did a season of a show before, uh, we did a full order of a network animated show and they just didn't air it. So yeah, so, and I die, so, and if only for the reason that I don't remember what I did as a voice, right. I'm very upset with their decision not to, not to air it. How am I going to see it then to go, Oh, that's what this is. <laughs> Someone's going to find it online in about six years and go, Will, did you really yeah. do this show? Yeah, along with all of our texts and banking information. <laughs> well, God forbid about that one, man. But <laughs> Will, we know, we know Henchman comes out on October 9th. We've been through so much this year. It's Friday night. It's, you know, family night because every night's family night at this point. Why do we get to sit down as we're scrolling through, uh, you know, the usual suspects and go, you know what? This is a cartoon I got to watch. Um, because how many times are you going to watch the entire canon of friends? You know, there's just at this point, the good news for anyone making content or, or releasing content during the pandemic is that everyone has seen everything. I'm a grown man. I'm 45 years old. Did I ever envision uh, uh, in 2019 that at this point I will have seen every bit of media shot by the people at TLC making 90 Day Fiance? No, I didn't. But I have, and I'm embracing it. And I'm following protocols. I'm wearing a mask. I'm washing my hands. I'm staying six feet away, and I am uh, begging uh, Kilani to leave uh, Oswalu. He just is never going to grow up. And it's unfortunate that they have kids. She'll leave I mean, him not after for, the not third kid. The kids are adorable and right. maybe dad'll uh, figure his shit out, but that's, that's the only thing I'm concerned about. So to answer your question, uh, if you've gotten your 90 day fiance out of the way and all of the myriad of dating shows that have ended up on, uh, on streaming services everywhere, speaking of swear words, they can do whatever they want. Uh, then, uh, and, and your family is ready for a, a nice, you know, a family uh, 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 animated movie with some uh, very relatable and important themes, then skip the 90 day for tonight, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> well, don't worry. Kalani will leave Oswello after the third kid and uh, Debbie finally got her green. I'm sorry. Uh, Jess finally got her green card. And then we get more Colton Debbie at some point. So you're right. We need oh. to skip that for a while and go with this. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Jessica finally got her green card. Good. (laughs) Good. My girlfriend didn't tell me that part. Oh, she didn't tell you that part. Yeah. So anytime if I don't catch it myself, I come back, you know, from a bathroom break or something. And my girlfriend goes, oh, you know what happened? You're not going to believe it. Oswalu's sister threatened to beat everyone up again. And I'm like, Kalani could beat that entire family up. What is she waiting for? Well, she's a classy person and she was raised right. And her parents are wonderful people, as is her sister. So, and I'm not trying to play sides here. All I'm saying is, hey, grow up, dude. I do have an affinity for Oswalu's mom. She's adorable. And I'm not trying to uh, speak against her culture. There's a monetary thing happening there. Who am I to to comment? All I'm saying is don't threaten Kalani. She could beat the shit out of you, me, and Mauro Ronaldo if she wanted (laughs) This has turned into an interesting conversation because both you and I are six foot three. 
Both you oh, and okay. I are bald and stocky. Both you and I are, have Mediterranean ancestry, and we're both born in May. And here we are, oh. two grown, grown, big, stocky, bald men talking about 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah. We're doomed. <laughs> Everything is doomed. I want, I'd love to end this on a positive note, but no, you're absolutely right. And let's just, let's just nosedive right into it. Things are not good. <laughs> this is not the way I saw things going. No, I, I, with myself. I, I did not see myself getting addicted to 90 day fiance spinoffs, which is more yeah. than any Marvel movie could ever wish for. Yeah, and I'm not just disappointed in myself. You and I just met, right? And I think you're a great guy, but I'm disappointed in both of us. So I, I am too. I am too. Okay. Well, you know, anyway. we we should have been playing soccer somewhere, and here we are watching 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, yeah. Too much <laughs> cheese. <laughs> well, where can we find you on social media, man? If we want to connect, I'm on, uh, you know, just the Instagram and Twitter is just at Will Sasso, and I haven't opened up my Facebook in a few years. I don't blame you. Will Sasso, thank you so very much. You're the gluttonator and the union boss in Henchman out October 9th, 2020. Uh, we need some comic relief, and Will Sasso gives it to us, especially in this film. Thank you so very much for your time, man. I greatly appreciate it. Cheers, pal. Step the ball in the Thank you so much. All Take right, it man. Easy, man. You got Bye. it. Take care.